Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. You're listening to The Gold Digger Podcast, episode number 195. Gold diggers, we all know that pitching yourself is one of the best ways to create opportunities, but sometimes it can get tricky. Today, I wanted to focus on the secrets that rarely get taught but can make a giant impact on how often you are booking things like sponsorships, creating new connections, getting your dream job, or landing a podcast interview. Whatever it is, it usually starts with a rock solid pitch. If you aren't pitching yourself to companies or business opportunities yet, it might be finally time to get on board. And if you are, it's time to make sure your pitches are delivering to their full potential because it is one of the most unique, impactful ways to move your business forward. Pitching yourself isn't a new thing, but with technology and so much online communication, pitching yourself or your services has been updated. Essentially, we have a few different tactics on this episode that will teach you how to reach your dream clients and reach your perfect audience. It can be intimidating, absolutely, but it is so incredible because it allows you to connect with others in a way that can majorly change and grow your business. Let's dig in and get specific on the strategy around pitching yourself and the many ways to utilize your introduction. From what credentials to include, what they actually want to know about you, and how you can create your dream partnerships. We're covering it all, and I'm telling you the things not to do as well. So are you guys ready? Now, before we dive in, today's review comes from Natasha Ferdue. I don't think I said that right, but Natasha. Authentic and raw is what it's titled. Have you guys ever gotten hooked on a TV show and just could not stop watching? You finally catch up and dread the wait for the next episode. Well, that is the exact feeling I'm feeling right now with Jenna's podcast. I made a little switch in my normal routine at work because I started getting tired of the same repetitive music. And boy, was it a great choice because that is when I listened to my first Gold Digger podcast episode. 
I'm over a hundred episodes in and I am all caught up. I love how authentic and raw Jenna is. It makes me feel okay sometimes when I opt out on a show, knowing that she won't judge. I have learned and gained so much knowledge and given me the confidence to start a podcast of my own. Along with helping import my photography and wedding decor businesses, I'm currently dreading away at my nine to five. Thank you, Jenna. Thank you so much, Natasha, for this review. I hope I said your last name right. But regardless, I love hearing from you guys, listeners. It really inspires me and encourages me on these long recording days. And it really excites me to continue bringing you awesome content twice a week for free. So if you have a second, leave a review. But without further ado, let's dive on into today's show all about pitching yourself. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast, where we firmly believe that work doesn't have to feel like work. Self-made millionaire and marketing guru Jenna Kutcher will help you redefine what success looks like. It's time to hear from the experts, listen in on honest conversations, and learn the best tips and tricks that helped others pave their own way and craft their dream career. If you're ready to dig in, do the work, and tackle your biggest goals, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, photographer, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. Major shout out to mine and Drew's favorite, HelloFresh, for supporting this episode of Gold Digger. Go to HelloFresh.com slash GoldDigger60 and use the code GoldDigger60 to get a total of $60 off. That's $20 off your first three boxes. You're welcome. Thanks to Carbon 38 for supporting Gold Digger and my workouts. Carbon 38 is a luxury activewear and ready-to-wear brand designed by and for the modern woman. From leggings, sports bras, and swimsuits to sweaters, shoes and dresses, Carbon 38 offers a wide variety of pieces. Receive 20% off your order by going to carbon38.com and use my code GOLDDIGGER. Tip number one for pitching yourself well? Guys, don't be cookie cutter. <laughs> The first step is probably the most important one. Like you cannot be like everyone else. And I can't even tell you how many emails land in my inbox every single day that are clearly sent with a one size fits all template. I'm telling you, people can sense authenticity from a mile away. And if you send them the same exact copy and the same copy and pasted pitch to every single person, you likely won't get very far. Take it from someone with a very full inbox. If you write a generic pitch with no details or personality, the reader will notice, or should I say, will not notice you. Simply put, you cannot blend in. You have to stand out because when I think about all the pitches I get, and I mean, you guys, I'm not joking when we say we get hundreds of pitches for people to be on this show. I can tell first things first, if somebody has even listened to the show. I always kind of giggle with my sister when we get a pitch for a male guest and I'm like, clearly they just saw that we were at the top of the charts and they did not even take the time to listen to our intro where we talk about how we interview women. I get so frustrated that these people are wasting my time and my team's time by not even doing a few minutes of research to say, hey, here is why I am valuable for your audience. And here's what I know about your audience. And here's a different message that I can deliver different from everyone else. And so in all things business, 
Do not be cookie cutter, but especially when it comes to pitching yourself. Figure out what your USP or your unique selling proposition is and own it and learn how to communicate it in a way that the person who is reading the pitch is going to recognize. Number two is this, hook them early. Another important step in pitching yourself well is to hook people early. And what I mean by that is to make your intro grabbing enough that they can't resist reading on. There are so many different ways you can hook your reader early. If you have some sort of mutual contact or connection, this is an awesome place to mention it. However, even if you don't have a contact to mention, ensure that the first few sentences that you're sending out are super compelling and strategic. I want for you to set the stage, to make a bold statement, to share a fun fact, whatever it is that makes you feel fully aligned with their mission, but take advantage of the compelling nature of your pitch and reel them in with a story or a memorable sentence or some sort of experience that is going to make them continue reading. There are so many pitches where I will literally read the first 10 seconds and say, one, they have no idea who I am or what I do. Two, they have no idea who my audience is or how they could serve them. And three, I don't really care to read more. I'll click out of it. I'm not going to lie. And so you want to make sure when you're creating a pitch that you are grabbing attention. Think about like when you are grocery shopping and you're about to check out and you see all the magazines, like what headlines grab your attention? Which ones make you throw them into your cart because you have to read more about that story? You want to make sure that your pitch is like that where they're like, I need to know more about this person. I have to keep reading. And so it's so important through your subject line, through that first paragraph that you are saying, I know who you are. I know what I have to offer you. And I know how I can serve your people. To me, that means so much more than just leading with a biography that is super dry that states your credentials. Tell me something that I cannot resist so that I can keep reading. Number three is this, personal experience. Now, one of the best ways to have your pitch stand out amongst the masses is to genuinely show that you appreciate the person you are pitching to and you understand their mission. Whether it's a podcast, a magazine, a writing feature, a job, or a business partnership, show that you know them. For example, when someone pitches to be on the Gold Digger podcast, we love hearing specific stories about how this show has helped them in their dream chasing ventures. Instead of just saying, hi, Jenna, I loved episode 168, how to gain influence in five easy steps and nothing else. It would be so much better to say, I've been a longtime listener of Gold Digger, but once I listened to Emily Sexton's episode on harnessing my influence, my business has changed entirely. I learned how to feel empowered in my voice, how to create change in my business model and have actually started a new mission to partner with artisan partners like Emily does. I mean, While this is entirely hypothetical and I don't need you to tell me that I've changed your world, can't you just feel the heart within their gold digger experience in that second example? Like right away, I can tell that they actually understand what the podcast is, who I'm serving, what my mission is, and that in itself goes a long way. 
like I said in number one, we can tell when somebody just literally copy and pasted a recent episode title and they don't know anything about the show. Like it is so, so apparent. I can smell it from a mile away. And so if I am going to share my platform with someone, I want to make sure that they're invested in it. Instead of them saying what's in it for me, I want them to say, here's what I can do for you. And that is how I have approached every partnership is my name is Jenna Kutcher and this is what I can offer you. Would you like to partner? And so keep in mind that it doesn't have to be this super long or super sappy thing, but you want to do your absolute best to convey real life experiences that you really have used their work firsthand and truly appreciate them. That is one surefire way to stick out from the first sentence and to hook them into reading more. A lot of times people ask me like, Jenna, how did you become an airy real role model? And people don't understand that it has been years in the making, like four years in the making. I reached out to Ari years and years and years ago and offered to create graphics for their Instagram feed using my calligraphy for free. I just offered it. I saw that they had a need and I said, if you guys ever need any script done, I'd be happy to do it. That's actually how our relationship started. It had nothing to do with body positivity or underwear modeling. It had to do with me saying, if you guys need help with this, I can help you for free. I wasn't looking for anything out of it. I just saw a need and I offered to step in. Now, when I look at my relationship with them over the years, I have worked for them for free for years because I believe in what they're doing. And so when they finally took me on and signed a contract, it was like this most incredible thing because I had had so much personal experience with the brand And they knew that I was willing to do the work, that I really understood their mission in a way that other people didn't. And so personal experience can go a really long way. And if you're looking to pitch yourself to bigger companies or podcasts or interviews, take some time to do the research and tell them what you know about them. The next tip is this. Talk about what you have to offer. So like I just said, the golden rule of pitching is to make it about them and not you. Just like any situation where you're selling something, you want to identify a pain point or a void that they are experiencing and provide a solution to their problem or need. Now, one thing that we've encountered a ton with the podcast is that a lot of people will see someone similar to what they're doing on the show and they'll say, oh, I do that too. Can I be on the show? But we want something different. We want to know how you can serve our audience in a different way. And so going back to a gold digger pitch, someone could say a resource that is incredibly valuable to entrepreneurs is XYZ. And I noticed that you haven't had an episode on this topic before. Not only should your idea be original enough to catch an editor's eye, but it should also address a need, a need that you are the one that can answer. You need to be able to clearly communicate that void that there is and then share how you have a solution ready to go. And so one thing that immediately turns me off, and I know it turns other brands off, is if somebody approaches and they're genuinely just looking for what's in it for them. I know just yesterday I got an email and it was like, 
I would love to share my story on the Gold Digger podcast and get in touch with your listeners. And my first thought was, well, of course you do. Like who wouldn't want to get in front of this amazing audience? And so I immediately become protective of my platform instead of if I was approached with, hey, I've noticed that you guys have never talked about this before. And a lot of people are asking questions. And here's my experience with this and how I can help answer those. And so when you look at any sort of partnership or pitch or collaboration, you want to make it entirely about them not what's in it for you. And of course, be strategic. I mean, strategic is my middle name. You want to choose the right fits and the right avenues and the right partnerships for you. But when you are approaching someone else and pitching yourself to someone, you have to look at it from an entire standpoint of how can this benefit them? I have approached different brands before that I've noticed they don't share a lot of body diversity. And I've said, hey, I've noticed that you don't share a lot of women larger than a size eight. If you ever are interested in expanding the inclusivity of your brand, I would love to partner with you. Right there, I'm saying, I noticed that you have this need and it's okay if you're not interested in exploring it. But if you are, I feel like I might be a good fit. I also have found that this has been really, really awesome as we navigate this new life of being parents is approaching brands and saying, hey, I noticed that you sell these baby products and these are products that we genuinely want to use in our lives. Would you want to partner up so that I can share your products with my platform while also increasing your brand awareness with an entirely new audience? Like, If you guys think I don't still pitch myself, you are entirely wrong. Like if there is a way that I can partner with brands that make sense, I am absolutely going to pitch myself. But I always look at it for what can I offer you? I can offer you my audience. I can offer you beautiful images of your product or your service. And I can create compelling captions that will share that in a unique way with people you might not have been able to reach. Trust me, I love pitching. The next tip is this, do the legwork. (laughs) So I want for you to almost treat this like a research project. I want for you to really look at whoever it is that you're pitching to and identify a pain point. Like make it so crystal clear that you have done the research and that you are an expert in the area that you are pitching. You truly want to leave no doubt that you are the person for the job. This doesn't necessarily mean that you have to include your resume or like ramble on about yourself or every credential you've ever gotten, but you want to make sure to highlight a few items that add to your credibility on that pain point. Keep this short and sweet, but pack a punch that you are exactly the right person for the job. A lot of pitches that we really enjoy start off sharing their experience with the show. Then it'll talk about the void that they see within the show. And then they'll give us a bulleted list of things that they could cover on this subject that they want to speak on. They can share things like how I turned a $300 Craigslist camera into a million dollar empire. Things like that where it's like, oh, wow, she really does understand this or she knows what she's doing and she has something valuable to offer. When it comes to doing the legwork, you genuinely want to invest some time in this piece because when you think about it, these brands or these businesses or these producers are getting pitched at every single day. 
And like I said, we can tell right away when you've done your research or not. And so it's really important to say, this is a void that I saw when I took the time to listen or to watch or to check this out. And here is how I believe that I am the right person to fill it. Because let me tell you, there are some people that will point out voids that we do have but we don't choose them to fill it. We'll find someone else because their pitch wasn't exactly what we needed. Can your workout clothes double as your outfit for a night out or even for work? Gold diggers, you got to try my new favorite brand, Carbon 38. This is a luxury activewear and ready-to-wear brand designed by and for busy girl bosses just like you. So when you're out running around with work or the kids or the gym, you look polished, but you're still comfy. My favorite is the Takara legging, which sold out three times. Yep, they're that good. Its fabric looks like leather, but it's comfortable and breathable and it still feels like yoga pants. I love how these pants transition with me from work moments to running errands and beyond. And now you can experience the magic of Carbon 38. Right now, my listeners can receive 20% off your order by going to carbon38.com using my code golddigger. That's carbon38.com promo code golddigger for 20% off your purchase. I am so honored to team up with a meal kit system that Drew and I have been using for years, HelloFresh. And today they are offering everyone in our audience a total of $60 off. That's $20 off each of your first three boxes. Go to HelloFresh.com slash GoldDigger60 and use the code GoldDigger60 to claim your discount. You guys, HelloFresh has made eating deliciously a routine thing around the Kutcher household. I love HelloFresh for my entrepreneur lifestyle because I spend less time meal planning and grocery shopping every week and I get that time back to reinvest in my business. Drew agrees here and he should because he's the one that cooks it, that HelloFresh makes cooking way more convenient and fun. He whips up dinner in about 30 minutes with simple recipes and pre-measured ingredients. HelloFresh is flexible too, with options like classic, veggie, and family subscriptions that you can switch up every week. You can even pause it when you're on the road. To experience HelloFresh magic firsthand, head to HelloFresh.com slash GoldDigger60 and use the code GoldDigger60 to get a total of 60 dollars off. That's $20 off each of your first three boxes. The next facet is to really focus on what's in it for them. Like going back to that golden rule, make your pitch about them, not you. I want for you to talk about how you are going to align with their audience, how you are willing to help extend the brand or spread the word about the show or the interview and why you can bring value to them. I can honestly say that this is one of the biggest pieces of pitching yourself, and I want this to sink in. Now, we have had different people on this show from people that have 5,000 followers to people that have millions of followers. And guess what? We don't even really look at that anymore because we want to know, how are you going to take the time to share this show? Are you willing to talk about your interview? Because it's not going to do us any good to have these giant names on the show if their followers don't even know that they were interviewed with us. And so some of our most successful episodes are from people that might have a smaller following, but that are truly dedicated to creating an experience for our listeners and getting the word out about the podcast. 
If you listen to Emily Sexton's interview, she has been one of the best people we have ever interviewed on the show because she prepared, she was ready, and after her show went live, she took the time to literally DM respond to every single person that reached out to her after hearing her interview. Knowing that she invested in our community in such a huge way was like so incredible. She might not have the most followers of guests that we've ever had, but she shared that she was willing to do extra work in order to help get the word out about the work that we are doing. And so she approached it from a what's in it for you standpoint. And I can tell you that the work that she did was incredible and it made it entirely worth it. Now, the next tip is about previous experience. And I love this section because whatever type of pitch you are making, you want to make sure you highlight any previous experiences that are relevant. Like this isn't a time to brag about yourself, but if you could highlight that you are an expert that can help them, it can totally transform the way somebody reads your pitch. So let's say you're applying for a podcast, write down some previous shows you've been on. If you're pitching a business deal, could you include clientele that is similar to them? As a writer, include topics you've covered or magazines you've been in or top blog posts you've written. As a photographer, include any publications that you've been featured in. Whatever it is, you want to make sure and make it very clear that you have plenty of experience when it comes to this topic and that you'll be really easy to work with. This is a super great time to highlight or shout out any big names. And if you don't have those, just make sure that the reader can tell that you are well-versed in this topic. Have you guys ever gone to a website and they have this like featured in area that's super impressive? I know we were so excited when we got in US Weekly or People Magazine just to add that to our arsenal because it adds that credibility. And for us, it's really cool to be able to listen to previous interviews you've had or to see what types of shows you've been on. It also has helped me to make decisions when people ask me to be interviewed, if I can see other guests that they've had, because I'm like, oh, like if Oprah thought this was worth it, like, of course, I'm going to jump on this interview. And so if you can see any direct relationships or ways that can help add that credibility, you want to make sure you're sharing that previous experience. For us, when it comes to brand deals, like we've worked with some really big companies. And so now we can say, here are campaigns that we've done for X, Y, and Z. Here are the results that we got the brand. This is why we're the right fit for this job. And this is why I want to partner with you. And so when I look at pitching, it's all about bringing to the table what you've done for other people and then painting the picture of how you can add to that brand. The next tip is all about statistics. An incredibly important way to stick out is in sharing your stats. Like, what do I mean by this? Maybe you don't have a giant following, but maybe you have 5,000 devoted followers. If you can share things like your Instagram followers, Facebook fans, the amount of downloads you get, your engagement rate, the followers that are excited and commenting on every post, like whatever it is, this is a great thing for the reader to know when you're pitching yourself. With just a few numbers, they can get a feel for your audience, how engaged they are, who your demographic is, and potentially how you could share their work with your audience. 
when we think about guests for the show, we don't want to just get people with big numbers. We want people with aligned followings. We want to reach people whose followers we might not have the chance to reach, but that would be interested in what we're putting out. And speaking personally, I'm a huge numbers person. Like it is so helpful when a pitch includes their media kit or blatant stats such as podcast downloads or iTunes rankings or the amount of people on their email list because it helps me to see if a great partnership is going to happen and how big their audience is. And while this isn't the biggest factor and shouldn't be a deterrent for your pitch, it can undoubtedly sway the reader. I know there have been interviews that I've done that I likely wouldn't have done if I didn't know some of these numbers, especially when it comes to podcasts. The numbers are elusive. They're not posted out there for the world to see. We can't see how many downloads a show is getting. And since we get pitched at so much for me to be on other podcasts, I want to make sure that I'm investing my time, not just with the ones with the biggest numbers, but with the most aligned audiences. And so numbers can be an awesome way to share how your influence is set up and to help shed a light on, is this going to be aligned or is it not? Because if you've ever done anything and the audiences just aren't aligned, it's not going to work. And so for us, I love seeing the numbers. Oftentimes I'll make my team reach back out and say, can you just share some of your recent numbers? Like how many episode downloads are you getting? How many downloads are you getting per month? What does your audience look like? Where are they located? Because it really helps me to make the right decisions since I only take on a limited number of interviews each month. Same goes for our guests. Those statistics can really help And we would way rather have a smaller, engaged audience than a giant audience who doesn't care about the person. And so engagement to me is the name of the game. And then the plan of how you're going to encourage that engagement to share the work that you're doing. Now, this one is awkward for so many of us, but I'm going to just give you permission right about now. Break up yourself. Something that can be so hard to do, but it's so important. Sometimes you got to take a little time to break. A pitch is not the time to play small. Like share your biggest wow accomplishment. Link to your TED Talk. Share your website URL. Highlight some of the skills that you have or the following. It might feel odd, like especially at first, but if you want to stick out and not blend in, you have to get used to figuring out what is different about you. What is that wow factor and knowing how to communicate it clearly. As long as you come from a place of serving and not selling, your reader will not think you're arrogant. In fact, it's quite the opposite. They will be thankful for the information on you and what you have to offer because truthfully, it's less research that they have to do about you. Give them the important details you want displaying right in the pitch. Don't count on them visiting your website to see it. The next tip is this. Give some tangible ideas for the collaboration. The most important piece is this, in my opinion. Pitch some ideas for collaboration. Again, don't make these cookie cutter. Make it specific to who it is that you're reaching out to. For example, when people apply to be on the podcast, I am much more likely to consider someone who pitches three to five ideas for topics on their potential show. While I might not choose or like some of them, usually one or two of them get me thinking, oh, that's a great idea. 
Not only does it show that they understand Gold Digger and align with our mission, but it allows a moment for me to think, oh, I guess we haven't done an episode on that. That would be good. Now, keep in mind, there is no point in doing this if you pitch general topics like I can speak on business or marketing or social media. Like you want it to be grabbing and unforgettable. For example, I have pitched Passive Income 101, how I made six figures during a month-long vacation in Hawaii and other super specific topics. You want to craft ideas that you are an expert in and make them really attention-grabbing. Think about the subject lines you use for an email that you want to get opened or a blog post you want to get read. I want for you to get really strategic in how you are putting your ideas out into the world in a way that makes somebody stop and say, oh, I want to learn more. Like if you're looking to collaborate with a brand, you want to tell them exactly what you envision for a photo shoot and how you would make it happen. If you're pitching as an interior designer, attach a Pinterest inspiration board. Whatever you are doing, show that you have done your homework and are ready to fill a void in their life. Now, we get approached for a lot of different collaborations from brands, from designers, from clothing companies, and I can tell immediately if something's going to be a good fit for us or not. And I feel like the brands already know that. And so one of the biggest things when you pitch about a collaboration is you want to give somebody an idea of what it would look like to work with you. Right now, we're working on a collaboration with Pottery Barn for our nursery. And it was an immediate yes from me because of the pitch. The designer reached out. She shared some of her recent projects. She shared how she was working with the brand and what she envisioned for our nursery. And right away, I said yes. I mean, it literally took me about two minutes because she was solving a pain point. She was taking away all the research I needed to do on which products to buy. She was offering help in the design piece of it, which was going to save me hours of time. She was coming forward with a partner ready to go. And she had proposed everything from a time timeline to sharing other ideas that she had about how we could work together. Pitches like that, that are really easy yeses or nos are my favorite because instead of going back and forth a million times trying to figure out exactly what is it you're proposing and what does this partnership look like and what do I need to do for this partnership and how is this going to fit into my brand and what are the deadlines and what is the budget? If we have to go back and forth more than three times, it's probably not going to be a fit. And so when you look at pitching ideas for collaboration, you want to be so clear in here is what I can do. Here is what I've noticed you might need help in. Here are my ideas to solve that solution. And here are the details that you might need in order to make a decision. And having a very thought out email like that can make it so much easier for somebody to respond because our time is limited and our inbox is full. And so if we have to continue to go back and forward, I'm just going to say, nope, it's already a headache. It's not the right fit. Let's move on. Now, lastly, the last tip is to make sure they get to know you. An important reminder is that it's easy in a pitch to make it all about business and accomplishments, but never forget to lace personal details throughout. I always talk about the power of connecting with your audience. You want to make sure that there is something in there beyond just the services or products or ideas that you have to offer that says, oh, I actually like this person. 
Now, I don't necessarily mean you have to tell your life story, but make sure they feel a personality behind that pitch and can see you as a real person and not just a business or a brand. If you remember episode 148 with Brandis Daniels, you heard the tale of a rock star woman who raised over $2 million in investment with her company. But it took her figuring out one secret to make it happen. Brandis said it took her years of pitching her business before she realized that she had to bond with the person before they would ever bond with her business. By showing up authentically, fully, and working hard, she made a name for herself and subsequently made a name for her business. To learn more about bringing personality to your pitch, tune into Brandis's episode. It is an incredible, incredible show, number 148. It is a perfect follow-up to this show. Here is a general structure of a pitch, and Brandis teaches you how to ensure that you bring it on home. So there you guys have it. A few tricks that are up my sleeve to ensure that your message gets seen, gets opened and gets remembered and one that will get you hired. The true secret is that a pitch takes a lot of work. It's going to take time and research, but that little bit of extra energy that you put in is what's going to ensure that you will stand out. A pitch truly is the most organic, incredible way to create different opportunities for yourself. It's your chance to reach out to your dream clients and to make your mark. And don't forget to go to episode number 148 with Brandis right after this to maximize all the pitching goodness. All right, gold diggers, there you have it. Just one last reminder. The most beautiful part is that anyone in the world can pitch themselves to anyone. It might not always work out and no doesn't always have to mean never, but there is never any shame in trying. It's your world, your life, and it's time to pitch you. I believe in you guys. I know that you can do really big things. Just crack the code on how you can put your best self out into the world in a way that solves problems or brings people joy. You guys have got this gold diggers. Until next time, keep on digging your biggest goals. Thanks for listening to the Gold Digger Podcast. Dive into the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with a friend. The more the merrier. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time, you gold digger you.